Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Mossap here for the Fightful.com podcast, August 23rd edition, talking some SmackDown, brought to you by DraftBeast.com. Football season is almost here, you guys. You got to go to DraftBeast.com so I can kick your asses at some fantasy football. DraftBeast.com, that's a place to be. Also on it, great sponsor of ours. Go to any of our podcast pages, Fightful.com slash podcast. Any of those links, open it up. You'll see the on it description in blue. Go there, check out their outstanding apparel, their workout gear, their, their workout attire, their supplements, all kinds of awesome stuff there at On It. I am joined by Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes for the second straight night, Jeff. Are you sick of me yet, kids? I hope not, because we're talking SmackDown tonight. The hat that runs the chat, it says. <laughs> I was trying to think of something for the face that runs the play, so I went with it. <laughs> so, you know, Rob has to eat this hat if CM Punk fights. Yes, yes, he does. This is getting really close. This is they're, just over two weeks away. I think this is your listener base doing this, but there's someone trying to get Rob out of this bet by saying by saying that if Big Cass wins the belt, the universal title, on on Raw next week, then maybe he shouldn't have to eat the hat. And I'm like, no, he didn't make this no. he didn't make this bet with me. He made it with the people and with life. So yeah. deal with it. And he made it. Like what? Last October? Yeah, he he made it like I think a few months beforehand or when it was announced. Jesus, I would never do that. You just never know. It's like it's like that one uh, that baseball announcer who, when the, his team was down by like twelve runs, and he said, "If we lose this one, I'll walk home." Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lost, and he didn't walk home, but he he actually he did the right thing and raised a bunch of money for it and turned it into a charity event. And he did walk the distance. 
which is actually the best thing about this is that next week when I come on Tuesday, you can't say, yeah, Rob beat you in the numbers because I'm only competing <laughs> against myself because of the greatness. Let's do this. Somebody says, are they going to live stream him eating it? I would imagine that if it happens, then shake them ropes is probably going to live stream it and hopefully get quite a few sponsors doing so. I'm hoping for for a GoFundMe or something. I'm hoping to make this into some sort of fundraising, perhaps pay-per-stream yeah. event. You know, th- th- we should make this into something because a grown man may die on the internet eating a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have asked – I mean, my, my girlfriend is in the medical field. I have asked her the logistics of this, and she was like, well, it depends. Like, she broke it down. Or I think it was one of her friends that broke it down. <laughs> I can't remember which one, but I, I asked them, what's going to happen if he eats a hat? And they're like, well, it depends. If he eats it in small increments, it will come out. But, you know, I, I envision, like, when I think of Rob eating this hat, I think of him taking, like, a Sami Zayn hat, like a sandwich, and just, you know, by just trying to, trying to savor it. Sean, I have career implications here if Rob dies in some way. So I need to – maybe it's just going to be a giant cake or something. I don't know, but we'll figure something well, out. You also have implications. You're going to be on our Monday show too if Rob dies. <laughs> oh, that's true. I get a promotion and more cash. Bring you do. It. Yes. Okay, fine. Rob, <laughs> drop dead. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Rob. Rob uh, is traveling this week. We do miss Rob. Mm-hmm. We had SmackDown, and Jeff, I enjoyed this show. I really like this show. It, maybe it's just because, by comparison, I don't have to sit through three hours of a depleted roster, I, which also I showed up about ha- half an hour into this show and fast-forwarded <laughs> through the commercials. Oh, that's not fair. Um, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed the first part and the last part of SmackDown, but that middle part dragged. It, it's almost as if... The show started out with a great new vibe, a positive vibe, you know, kind of a fresh vibe. It's nice to not have it feel like a heel is running the show. It feels like it's a good show. But then all the WWE logic kicked in, and it's like, oh, they're not doing really anything new here. And then the main event brought it back for me. The Heath Slater stuff started off great, and then the main event brought me back. But in between there... There was a lot of just the same old kind of thinking here without the long-term planning. So we'll go into it. Heath Slater really is the best thing about pro wrestling to me right now. He is – could you – and as I mentioned, two Evolve shows, an NXT show, Raw and SummerSlam, and he wasn't on any of them. That that's amazing to me, especially given that you called this. They got him over. If if they weren't sweetening that crowd, or if they were just miking it properly, or to some way, Heath Slater is over as a babyface on this show. Yeah. And my fear is just watching them set it up because they set up the story beautifully. Here's a screenwriting tip, also an improv tip. The end is always in the beginning. And they, they put a nice little bow on it, letting Rhino be his tag team partner, which is great. My fear yeah. is that they're not going to go through with the face turn and have Heath turn on Rhino right after they lose. Well, here, 
Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. I think it's going to be used to get other people over, which in turn will help Heath Slater even more. They have a real underdog now. How many times have they painted John Cena as an underdog, and they paint Roman Reigns, who is a let's say, I've said it before, a six foot three, two hundred and sixty five pound former NFL player <laughs> who is The Rock's cousin, a giant handsome dude who was born into a rich family, a wrestling family. If he's an underdog, what in the hell are these other dorks? Well, well, remember, Vince McMahon paints himself as an underdog, a man whose father owned a big territory, and he was given it to run. So, I mean, yeah, but they, they tell the stories they want to tell, and then the stories that come naturally, it seems like they have an aversion to telling at times. But Heath Slater was a great part of this opening segment. I, I He was so good in this. Definitely. Uh, programming note, guys. Fridays will now host the uh, Vince Russo podcast. We had to move some things around. We have a an additional host on the on Fightful.com now, in which I will hopefully be revealing this week. Hopefully revealing this week. I think that you all will like him. It's a good one. It is a good one. He's, he's, not, he's not just shading it for some geek like me. It, this one's a good one. Yeah. I'm very excited about this. Uh, but – the new person, if all goes well and everything gets signed, will be on Thursdays. Vince on Fridays. I like that a little bit more, too, because news doesn't break on Fridays. There's a lot of times when Vince and I go on the air on Thursdays and the news breaks right after we get off. But it never happens on Fridays. So I like that because I can talk all the weekly wrestling news with Vince. A lot of you all, that end of week show a lot better because we're not reviewing a show. So if a show is terrible, it's not going to be me and Vince negative the whole time we can just bs about whatever that's going to be friday afternoons now so uh uh, definitely check that out also fightful.com guys that's the place to be Uh, i got our traffic numbers recently i was very shocked at how good they were considering we haven't marketed yet but we have updates all day news updates all day this is a, a brand new site but there's really nothing brand new about the way that we do news it's it's nonstop updates all throughout the day, full stories with the exception of our fight size MMA updates, fight size boxing updates and wrestling updates. Anything that we don't consider big enough to give you a a story with substance, we put in those. That way you all don't have to click 700 articles as well. Uh, Sign up to Fightful.com absolutely free. You'll get access to our uh, forums, which are being overhauled. You'll get early access to some of our podcasts. You'll get access to Showdown Joe and Vince Russo's columns every week. Uh, Vince writes for us three times a week, Joe two times a week. Also, Brandon Howard's awesome financial analysis. He's got some stuff coming. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. We got features from me, Alex Palowski. We might we might pay Rob to break down, like write write some sort of poem about a hat and eating it. <laughs> I think that would probably do well, probably do good numbers, but yeah, guys, Fightful.com, please share it, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Reddit, anything like that that you can do to help us out. We greatly appreciate it. Also, subscribe, that button down there, to our uh, YouTube page and leave a thumbs up. It really helps. Now that I got those uh, plugs out of the way, mm-hmm. we see AJ Styles talking backstage, bragging, which I thought was kind of good, bragging about his win. And then Dolph Ziggler just starts beating the shit out of him. They got to separate him. I, I like this. I, I think that this is what should 
happen to Dolph Ziggler. If you want to give him some edge, make him bitter, but don't make him be the guy that keeps saying, oh, I'm overlooked. I'm overlooked. He's the one that's failing. That's the way it needs to be presented. He's the one that keeps losing the matches. You, if, if you're in this scope of kayfabe, he's not being held down. He's just failing. Yeah, I would have – I like the idea. I wouldn't have had him sulking so much, but just being more annoyed that AJ's in here going, I won, I won. I'm sorry, you're a loser. I won, I won. Because it, it, feels, it feels like Dolph should have gotten over the loss by now <laughs> after two days. I don't know. Two days, and he knows it's his last – well, he said as much. He said, this is probably my last chance. I can see him being sulking. Uh, yeah, he comes back to work and he lost. So I could I could see that. I, I just can't see him having the head down type thing necessarily. If, if I were them, if I were JBL, I would have said. And who I will say JBL was pretty damn good tonight. Oh, you liked him? Okay, great. Because I I hated him and I hated I hated once he got into the matches. I thought it felt their I thought their interplay felt scripted and cornball as hell. Well, other than Mara. Although we, although we found a way to get Otunga live, and that's to talk about his wife. Yeah, maybe maybe scripting JBL makes me like him more because I hate it when he screams random things like ball game, okay. crap like that. Um, yeah, maybe don't let him say anything that he wants to say. But I, I would have had JBL saying, well, that's going to happen because people have been giving Dolph Ziggler crap backstage about it all day. Yeah, yeah, you, you, that, like you, something like that. No, and that that's that's what the that's what the talking heads' job is is to do that is to fill in those gaps as to what's been happening during the day. Yeah, guys have been coming up, giving him condolences, and all they do is remind him that he lost on Sunday. Yeah, you build that's all that. it takes. Mm-hmm. They revealed the two new championships. I like them, Jeff. I like them a lot. I like the women's belt. I think the tag team belts look like, as someone put the last tag team belts, look like giant pennies. These look like giant dimes. <laughs> hey, giant dimes look a hell of a lot better than giant pennies. That, that's very true. They 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 look good. Uh, I well, you know, I I can't even say that I I should probably take that back. I can't say that I liked them, but when you see this version in comparison to that other version, yes. It's a damn. Well, this this doesn't make my eyes bleed. Yes, I, I will I will grant you that. Um, and 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 we'll go into the announcement now. The announcement. Daniel Bryan uh, said that obviously two new championships. Uh, the backlash, or at backlash. Sorry, I'm getting a little feedback from your headphones now, Jeff. So just so you know. Okay. Um, at, at Backlash, we will get a six-pack women's challenge to determine the new uh, SmackDown Live Women's Champion. Now, did they did they announce a name of this title as the SmackDown Live Women's Champion? I think they just announced the that it was a championship. I, I don't think that okay. they. Uh, yeah, no, I, I so, don't. I don't like them settling it in a six-pack though. I, I'd much rather I'd much rather have a tournament that, or you know, heck. Don't even put it on backlash. Just make it a round robin and save the finals. You know, do a G one for the women. Why not? Build some feuds I, there. I'm open to the the six pack I, because I think that you could probably build a couple feuds out of that. By the way, it's Nikki Bella, Natalia, Becky Lynch, Naomi. Um, Ni- who else? Alexa Bliss and Carmella. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, all the girls on the roster, mm-hmm. except for Maurice and and, and even Marie, who is in the islands. Who is suspended? <laughs> Who her YouTube numbers did very good again last week, even without a wardrobe malfunction. So good for her. 
I like this idea because you could kind of you, – well, you'll have a – maybe if, if a heel wins it, you can have the person who she snatches the victory from uh, be mad and challenge for it. And then you can have someone cost another person the title, and you set up a feud that way. Okay. I'll, I'm, I'm okay. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I, I just – I you you have a, you probably have some more planning than they do. Let's put it that way. That seems that a little – it seems a little lazy. To be honest yeah. with you, I mean, there aren't six women who deserve the title right now. Out of those six, there's a couple. Why not go yes. with that? We're getting a tag team tournament to determine the new tag team champions. Okay. Uh, Heath Slater came out, and he's so great. Yes, and the crowd loved him. And Shane McMahon said that they will give him a shot, but he has to find a tag team partner. And if he doesn't win the whole thing, he doesn't get a job. Man, I think this is going to be good. Uh, I'll get into it a bit when, once we get to the people that we need to talk about. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. This was a very short match. Very, mm-hmm. very short match. Naomi and Natalia on commentary. Anytime Naomi talks, she sounds like a robot, whether it's scripted or not. It is. It, it, they tell her to get to her catchphrase, and, and it, it just sounds cool. like so forced. But once again, they don't ever say anything new with Natty. Did you know that Natty's part of the Heart Dynasty and she trained in the Heart Dungeon? She's the only female graduate of the Heart Dungeon. Did you know that, Sean? Because I had never heard that before, ever. I know that she farted on TV. (laughs) That was a gimmick that she did. Becky Lynch won via the disarmor. Mm -hmm. This was... You know, they're, they're putting over Becky Lynch. That's cool. She got a chant tonight. I thought that was kind of cool. She did. She did. So good. Despite all that crap. This was a pretty good crowd. Yeah, I wasn't. You know what? It was so good. I asked if it was sweetening because I wasn't trusting wow. it. How could they have sweetened it live, though? I, mean, I don't. Sure and, and then I re- then, you know, but like when. Yeah, I don't think they did. <laughs> That's why. But but it just I went, wow, they are they're popping for stuff that, you know, but. Maybe it's just they haven't run Mohegan Sun in a long time. The Usos defeated the Ascension. Our correspondent, Ryan Cook, his comment at the end, well, that was certainly a match. It was a match that was there and performed. That It existed. It existed. This match did happen. I think the Usos are going to go heel if the WWE is smart. They really, really need to, Jeff. And oh, I'm going to no. tell you how it's going to happen okay. or how I would do it. Heath Slater and Rhino win their first round match. Their second round match is against the Usos. The Usos totally screw Heath Slater over. I'm talking like some dastardly, devastating thing. And they show no remorse for it. Backstage or anything. Like, I would have Heath Slater, because Heath Slater is going to be sympathetic as hell. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm talking like, don't even like even have Rhino feel bad for him after the match. Like Rhino patting him on the back, like damn man, I'm sorry. Because yeah, you know it, it help a man get his family back or get get his family a job, all that good stuff. You know, you know how they would play it up. And then backstage, Heath Slater's like depressed, and the Usos just don't care. They're being typical Roman Reigns esque, caring about themselves type of thing. And I would have the Usos win this whole tournament as heels because I think there is a good chase in American Alpha 
as baby faces going after heel Usos. I really do. I would agree. It was a little tenuous after the SummerSlam match because American Alpha was coming off as whiners when the Usos stole the pin. Uh, But you know what? I'd put it in the main event slot next week. Um, Or no, because they're going to have the first round and then the second round. But yeah, no, I'd I'd have it be a hard hitting affair with Heath being competent and showing a lot of fire and a lot of offense. He'd be, he'd be Dolph Ziggler in the match, ultimately losing because the Usos hold the tights. Yeah, I'd, hey, I'd be cool with that. I'd like that. A little bit underhanded because the, they're giving them the Usos all they can get, and then Jay, or, Jay holds the tights on the pin after a roll-up or something. And then it's just like everybody's angry at him. Da- Daniel Bryan's like, "What did you do that for? You didn't need yeah. to. Better than that, you know." Every, yeah, everybody, it, everybody just kind of looks at them with like shame. Like you, you're better than that, guys. I love. I would love that. I would yeah. love that. And Heath Slater is over, and he's the type of guy that you can use. I mean, nobody expects him to be a main event talent. Somebody said, "Do you think they'll do something with him, or he'll be a jobber?" He'll probably be a jobber. But in my opinion, he's the best one maybe that they've ever had. He is so good. He's funny. He's sympathetic. He's entertaining. And he can get it done in the ring. I mean, so that's really all you need in that role. And he's just really, really good at it. I mean, I'm glad they put him with Rhino. My fear was they were going to put him with Kurt Hawkins at first. And then I thought maybe they're going to do something with Baron Corbin here where Corbin's going to team with him and then end up just killing him for losing. But I like this a lot better if they're going to end up turning Heath face, which... I'd love. Worth worth noting right now, Talking Smack, even though it goes up against us, I'll say this. When Daniel Bryan is on that show, it's must watch because his yes. utter lack of giving a shit about his yes. job yes. is the reason. Miz, apparently on this show, told Bryan to quit whining and start wrestling on the indies if he wants to wrestle that. <laughs> Well, that's because Brian just <laughs> trolls the talent on this show. It's so great. Yeah, I have a question. He does. I have a weird question about Miz because this came up from my kind of field in both uh, legal and commercial acting. All right, he's doing the ads for KFC, or he did the yeah, the one sure ad, is. and KFC is a sponsor of the WWE. But tonight he also yeah. did a national commercial for Domino's. Most of the time, was it at, Domino's? Yeah, for the, for the for the car with the oven in it. Now, oh, okay. Now, they're competitors. Well, sort of, because well, no, KFC. KFC works with Pizza Hut. I yes, think. that's what I'm getting at. Yum Brands owns both KFC and Pizza Hut. Usually, they don't even let actors do two different restaurants, let alone that. How does Miz get the exception to that? <laughs> He's a celebrity. You know what I want, and I tweeted this out earlier. I don't know if you ever saw the old, the like. I think it was the 1997 movie Mystery Men. About the comic book heroes, I, I remember. Okay, that's fine. Is it but good? There, there's a, it, it's okay. It's not. It's not great, <laughs> but it's pretty good. But Greg Kinnear plays this. Plays you know this alpha male superhero, but all over his costume he has logos and branding that sponsor him and pay for him to be a superhero. That's what I want the Miz to be. I just want Miz to be a complete soulless shill. To be quite honest, I wish that all of them could put sponsors on themselves if they so chose. Uh, I'm cool with that. I mean, I still wish UFC fighters could. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, that, that's a different discussion. AJ Styles comes out, and he says he sees a lot of jealous faces in the crowd in the back, including Dolph Ziggler. I hate when they, they throw to highlights on, mm. on the screen. I hate that. But AJ seems so comfortable as a heel, so whatever. Cool. 
AJ has he seen has, his arm bandit. He has the personality to run this show now, which is great. Yeah. He has the armband and says it looks better on him, and he did exactly what he said he was going to do, beat up John Cena. Dolph tries to come out and get to AJ Styles, but Daniel Bryan comes out and says he's not going to let him ruin the show. This was really good, I thought. Uh, there was a lot of security preventing Dolph Ziggler. Like, the amount, the proper amount that there should be. Yeah, and Dolph, Bryan, and, Dolph, and Dolph was the proper amount of pissed, so I like that, yeah. Yeah, he played that role very well. Uh, Dana Bryan says that they're going to fight tonight, and uh, if <laughs> Dolph Ziggler won, then he would be added to the Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles triple or a match at uh, Backlash for the title, so it would become a triple threat. We, get, we were supposed to get Carmella versus Nikki Bella, what we got was a fantastic double turn, Jeff. Well, well, yeah, well, before you get to that, it, it didn't make sense because of the way they worded that Dolph Ziggler thing. They told AJ, you have the match. You are the number one contender if, if you win. If, if, if you lose, Dolph's added to the match. So win or lose, he's in the match. They should have yeah. just said, you're trying to keep Dolph from making it a triple threat. And then they could have just gone there. But yes, let's get to this or Carmella thing. Or they could have just made it a number, number one contender match. Yeah. I mean, they could have done that. Mm-hmm. Carmella attacked Nikki Bella, beat the crap out of her, hit uh, the Bella Buster, which was salt on the open wound. Mm-hmm. Ryan Cook has it listed as the Bella Bomb. Ryan Cook, go in there and edit your page. <laughs> the boss. The Bella Buster. Car- carrying hey. out business on the air. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bella Buster lands. Carmella's a heel now. Cool. I'm, I'm good with that. This is Whatever. a... St- Strong move. This is this is a move that is going to be underplayed by a lot of people. Carmella in NXT when she first came in as the hairdresser, along with Big Enzo, with Enzo and Cass, had massive annoying heat. She can do this role. The only other yeah. way that you could have possibly livened up Carmella more was to trade her to Raw to be part of Babe Mella as part of a breaking ground type of thing, because everybody watched that thought she was adorable. Carmella's you know, going to, Carmella's going to be just fine in this role. Cause it's always those nice, sweet ones who can play evil. Great. And it was the right move to turn Nikki face as well. Given the reaction she had last night at SummerSlam, um, that pop was great and people are happy to see her. So yes, make her a natural baby face here. I have a fantastic idea. Okay. And get Carmella over huge as a heel. She's backstage. She brings back the haircutting gimmick. The chair turns around, and it's AJ Styles. And as it turns out, it's been her cutting his hair all along. <laughs> and, AJ, and AJ says, just how I like it. The soccer mom. <laughs> yeah. And she's been cutting his hair the whole time. Oh, my God. I would love it. I would love it. Uh, <laughs> we see a recap of Orton versus Cena. Orton is there, and boy, is he split open. Oh, yeah. He says, maybe their paths will cross, and then the lights go out. Bray Wyatt's here. He's a heel again. He's been a heel for a while, I kind of guess. I don't have that much desire to see Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. I don't have that much desire to see Bray Wyatt as a heel. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear him call himself a god when he's been beaten so much. You know, you can call himself an idea... You know, a if leader, he says that whatever. He wants to become a god, and because yes. of that, not lose anymore. Cool. We've had one SmackDown wrestling god. He's on commentary right now. 
This is a little bit overshooting. This is a bit overshooting for the supernatural aspect of how ironic, brain, which I feel is like I'm in hell when he does commentary. Which is ironic because Bray, the, the, the supernatural aspects of Bray Wyatt are the least interesting things about Bray Wyatt. I couldn't agree more. Um, this, maybe they'll save it. I don't know. The, the crowd loved Randy Orton tonight. And they, they should after the lumps that he took on Sunday night. Jesus Christ. It's, I thought it was a good promo from Randy, too. Randy's, uh, you know, he doesn't seem bored out there like he usually does when he plays babyface and is just kind of being monotonous. He seemed a little, you know, he seemed a little emotional about it. So good on him. Yeah, good for him. He was great. Uh, Bray Wyatt was okay. I mean, but mm-hmm. it's it, it's tired. I've seen the Bray Wyatt thing for the last three years. He hasn't done a lot different in the past two or so years. He so hasn't Bray- even he hasn't even followed through on his gimmick, which is to be an agent of chaos. He never caused any chaos. He just brought a couple of big guys in and got beat around by a bunch of people. Showing up randomly and just attacking people, and that's how you sent the feud. Or you set the feud. Ugh. He's literally the worst cult leader I've ever seen. Because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't grow a cult. There's he's no got way all to the make poten- money. He needs advertising. Yeah, he's got all the potential in the world, and I don't think it's his fault that, that it's not working. I don't yes. know at all. It, it's lazy writing. Heath Slater backstage talking to Arn Anderson, <laughs> who said he made a huge mistake coming to him last rather than first. I loved seeing Arn Anderson on TV, Jeff. I just, you know, you do, yeah. Arn yeah, always has a thing going, uh, and I, I, you know, I just love Arn being so arrogant. It's like you should have come to me first, even though I'm old and fat. I just, yeah. and then the uh, payoff, yeah. which was beautiful. The line, the delivery, everything was beautiful about this. I thought. Then Heath Slater turns around, and he sees Rhino, who agrees to tag with him, and is really happy about it. You know, tag, champ- later called- tag champions can pay for an above-ground pool. <laughs> yes, he called back to the above-ground pool, <laughs> and that's awesome. Also, I love that they keep bringing up that the success in WWE breeds more money. They mm-hmm. need to keep doing that. I that's agree. the point. Yeah. Yes, make it a sport. <laughs> make it a sport. Or, you know, as Max Landis said, a show about a sport. Yes. I used to. Did you ever watch Playmakers on ESPN? Yeah, I did. Ooh, that show was so good. Mm. And I knew it wasn't real, but damn, it was good. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with watching the show about wrestling. Uh, speaking of a show about wrestling, American Alpha versus Brizongo, I thought was really good. I thought I liked it. the match was good. Um, I thought that promo was a misstep in a way. Mild misstep. Don't, not, not a terrible one, but... Let, let's do the Kurt Angle, Shelton Benjamin build here. They're legitimate athletes. They don't need to be song and dance men here. They don't need the yeah. lighthearted comedy chuckle, chuckle fest. They are here to win titles, and they are focused athletes to do it. That's more of a, you know, this is another, they're working the, the promo to get to the towel. Okay, great. But... There's a limit to that. It was great when they were coming together and they were kind of playing the tension between the two. Now that they're together, I want to see them take this opportunity that they're getting from NXT to be on the main roster seriously. And, it, and that's how it kind of came off to me. 
Uh, Trina, who is at the Marky Smark on Twitter, uh, posted great. an interesting comment. Brizongo's. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Zoolander gimmick is sorely lacking drug-fueled orgy vignettes. Oh, I want them to steal the Young Bucks gimmick. I want them to be total knockoff Young Bucks. <laughs> that would be great if, the, if they were knockoffs of somebody who played a gimmick of knockoffs. Yes. That, is the, that would be great. But yeah, I wish... <laughs> this is the equi- them doing this gimmick is the equivalent of just the tip booking. Because you could do a lot with self-obsessed models yeah. who are pro wrestlers. You're, you're you, exactly, you know what? Your comment is the most on the nose. It, it's one note booking. It's we have this idea for a character, but then they never get the depth within there to get that character over. Maybe they lose because they were out partying all night with models or something like that. Maybe they, you know, they, they have some sort of weird cryotherapy that they undergo that gives them the edge in a match. I don't know, but there's something could be done. They a little had bit a, more depth. You know what? They were on set late last night. So they're very, very sure. tired from a photo shoot. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, and then, and then nothing but super kicks. <laughs> they plug the debut of uh, the new Chinese star who's facing Bo Dallas in Shanghai. What, what do you, what do you know about him, Jeff? Did they? Did I miss this? I might have yes. missed this. Okay, no. I. What, what did they say? They just brought up that uh, that he is debuting in Shanghai against Bo Dallas, Ben Wong. Okay, I know nothing about this person, so I'll have to do some research. He, I would imagine it's going to be very much like like you know they had the Indian talents overseas, <laughs> and they so did those, yeah, Kali. <laughs> well, no, they had the ones from NXT that debuted. Oh, that's right. And they yeah, were but not good. They get the hometown they get the hometown discount. They get they get a win in front of the fans, but they're not very good, but they're getting cheered in front of their hometown. And then they can learn. Yeah, sure. Ugh. He he may be better than Ho Ho Loon in the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, he could. By the way, we'll talk about that uh, briefly, too. It looks like we have a few of the names for the Cruiserweight division on Raw. Cedric Alexander, one of them. Uh, who were the others? Brian Kendrick. Noam Dar, TJ Perkins. Noam Dar. Rich Swan. Rich Swan. So five guys. 
<laughs> one of those don't belong. That's all I'm saying. Right now. Well, I, I don't care which one you, you say it is, but <laughs> I just want to say. Gnome Dar. I wonder how many darts are on the face of a picture of Josh Matthews on the wall of TJ Perkins right now as he laughs, <laughs> unlimit, just limitlessly. Because months ago, when TJ Perkins was not comfortable playing a gimmick with split personalities, Josh Matthews still went ahead and, and cut the line about it. And then when TJ Perkins complained, he said, Go on, tag all the executives and get out then. A few months later, TJ Perkins will be on Monday Night Raw. Oh, and he's great. He's been great in Evolve for the past few months he, since leaving. He's, he's really, really good. Uh, my, I want them to build a strong division here, so maybe Nomdar is a good call to be a guy who's going to be underneath these other four. Um, mm-hmm. my fear is again, that they will build these cruiserweights as great cruiserweights. And then eventually take one or two of them, use their shine and get a guy like Braun Strowman over. I hope. They yeah. Don't I, do I don't want that. I want this to be, it doesn't have to be equal, but much like the IWGP junior heavyweight is just once one step down. Yeah. That that's how it needs to be. That's how it really needs to be. Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles had a kick-ass wow. match. Loved it. Absolutely loved it, Damn, and the and the, and the and the crowd was buying into the false finishes, which is great. It was unbelievable, especially Ziggler hit that zigzag mm-hmm. as Styles rebounded off the ropes. The crowd bought it; they were ready. They weren't looking at their clocks, saying, "Well, there's five minutes left." Anything like that? They were all on board with this match. They were all on board with this show, and yeah. show it wasn't the greatest show I've ever seen. What did you think of uh, what did you think of prop comic Dean and his uh, and his commentary here? Eh, whatever he's... the ret- the return of prop comic Dean Ambrose. By the way, uh, it's a running joke between me and Rob McCarron that uh, when when Dean Ambrose was split off as a single star, he'd always have props coming down to the ring <laughs> in some way, much like I forgot about much like Carrot Top, and and now he has he had the giant foam hat today in the backstage vignette, so he's called the return of that. I don't know. I, I, I understand what they're trying to do with him here in kind of the cool hand Luke vein of, hey, man, nothing bothers me. I'm the best. I know I'm good, and I'll still, you know, I'll stand up and I'll break your neck at a moment's notice type of thing. But I don't know if it's working. I don't. I, I like him a lot. I still like him. I just don't know if I like the portrayal. It's really funny because a few years ago I likened – ignorantly Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns is maybe like light versions of Stone Cold, The Rock and Triple H as, as far as Hmm. potential talents, obviously they would never be as big as those three, but you could see a little bit in each of those people in the other one. And man, the booking has just been so blind and so terrible. Like I think in late 2014, Dean Ambrose was ready to be the guy. In the yeah. absence of Daniel Bryan, people liked him. They wanted him. And the WWE just kept trying to force it, trying mm-hmm. to force it, trying to force it. I don't get it. Like, I mean, I, and it works to a degree because who WWE tells you to like, some people are just going to like, or they, those people will seem important. If you watch an episode of The Walking Dead and they just showcase Rick for 10 straight episodes, <laughs> but everybody likes Daryl, but you don't see him, 
people are going to still, they're going to assume Rick is the most important character, even if Daryl is their favorite character. Well, that was part of the plan as well. I mean, yeah. everybody loved kind of psychotic on edge Dean Ambrose. We're getting a lighter version of him here. I think you could build that back up that credibility, but they want him to be marketable. And I think they view violence as not marketable, even though it's part of the product. That very well could be true. Um, Dean Ambrose doesn't do anything new or different anymore. He yeah. doesn't do anything to earn that unpredictable tag. Mm-hmm. He's eccentric so, now more than unpredictable. Yeah, but but a great match. I, he seems excited to be on commentary, though. Yeah, well, I think he was excited watching this match. I think he's excited for this AJ Styles feud, which I think is – I think AJ's going to tweak him here a little bit. I oh, think yeah. Be, I think, AJ's going to bring – yeah, he's going to bring out the best of AJ Styles may again win wrestler of the year this year because he, he is should. just being so good in every situation they put him in. And this match was no different. What do you do with Dolph after this? That'll be interesting. Is, is, is the heel turn coming? I hope. I hope if you want to keep him relevant at, at any point, you got to. You just have to. And and what also, do, you, do you team him with someone? Do you have him bring? Do you have him form no, a stable? I, I mean, what do you do? Yeah, I would have had him form a stable. I thought that, like I said a few years ago, a stable of of heels that I thought basically the, the Flair Horseman idea with, with Dolph as kind of the Ric Flair of the group was a great idea a couple of years ago. I don't ago. think he's charismatic. I don't think he's charismatic enough to carry it. Yeah, his charismatic his his charisma, much like John Morrison basically extends to the point of him just saying, I am charismatic. That is the limit of his charisma, really. Sad thing is I've, wa- I've watched both of them do comedy. So. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. What? Was it like a self-discipline thing? No, I mean, Dolph wants to be a stand-up. He was doing open mics in this area. So and he and he now does it around Phoenix, I think. And uh, Morrison is part of the improv tribe out here in Los Angeles. So can be worse than Daniel Tosh. I'll say that much. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Overall, I think a good SmackDown. I agree. I think it was very watchable. Like I said, I showed up. 40 minutes late and fast forwarded through the commercials, but I did watch every single second of the show. And still an easier watch than Raw. Hell yeah. And it, oh. Now, do you attribute this just to the time or to the tone as well? I mean, it feels like we're all here to have fun because Shane and, and Daniel Bryan want to have fun as well, as opposed to kind it's, of the specter of Stephanie. There's and, a lot of things. There's a lot of things, especially when I come on this podcast. I'm coming on this podcast at 10 Eastern, not 11 yeah. Eastern. I okay. know that I won't get done editing this show at one thirty in the morning whenever I'm adding it to Libsyn and stuff. So I'm more optimistic doing that. I know that I don't have to monopolize three hours. Uh, I know that we'll get through this show in an hour, which is basically our time cue is, is about an hour. I know that I, I, I stand more of a chance of being entertained in a shorter amount of time. I was one of the people who was a proponent when they moved Raw to three hours. But the reason was, back when that happened, they had one of the most loaded rosters in ring that I remember, like, almost everybody could go. They had The Shield, they had CM Punk, they had Daniel Bryan. Uh, I think uh, the Wyatt family debuted not long after that. Yeah, it was looking looking like they were building interesting stories there. 
and then they brought, yeah, and then they I brought mean, the authority and killed it. On any, on any given week, you might have evolution reunite. You might have the shield show up. You might have the shield versus the Wyatt family. You might have something crazy. It, it was, and there were plenty of bad raws back then, but I think, you know, you lose Alberto Del Rio is a top player and he's nothing now. So he doesn't feel important. You lose CM Punk that hurts. Uh, the Wyatt family has not been able to stay healthy or stay together consistently for any extended length of period. The Shield split up, so there's that. Okay. Batista left. He's a tool that they used. Triple H isn't very active anymore. Uh, Daniel Bryan's gone. You've lost a lot of pieces from there. And Ryback was a valuable tool back then as well uh, at times. Cody Rhodes was a valuable tool. Him and Goldust, their feud with the Shield was really good. I was a proponent of Raw going three hours. Not anymore, and especially not with a split roster. Now, I understand they, they can't change that because of money. But SmackDown is a much more fun watch for me. Yeah, it's like so, uh, you feel the same way about that. It's almost – I just think that's only half of SummerSlam because <laughs> SummerSlam dragged for me. I just – and, sure I, and, I, and, I, and you know what the sad thing is? These six-hour pay-per-view – pay-per-views that they're doing including pre-show it's making the events less memorable no matter how good they have a match on there i can't it, i'm having a hard time thinking of good matches on six hour pay-per-views because all i can think of was man i spent six hours watching a pay-per-view you can watch all of the original content from raw smackdown nxt and superstars this week without commercials or recap videos or all that garbage in the amount of time it took for SummerSlam. It's <laughs> absurd. That's absurd. I think I'm tapping out Crazy. on the punk. I think I'm tapping out on the punk documentary. <laughs> really? I liked it. I, I liked it. I speak up. We didn't talk about that. The CM Punk documentary. So I liked it because it showed a couple more of his smokers. Boy, did he get his ass whipped in that first one. Oh yeah. I, you know what? I liked the smokers. I like watching the training. I don't like the, reality tv aspects of it here's where punk brings in his celebrity friends to watch him get his butt kicked yeah um wow they waited a long time to teach him how to throw a proper punch that's the other thing that I got well i get a feeling that what they did that is they edited. Edit. of course yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they edited it because around august is when he had probably one of his i think it was his third smoker and I'll say, you know, not on a UFC level, but from a not-getting-your-ass-kicked level, in his last smoker, he didn't look half bad. He is a perfectly fine, independent MMA show fighter, right? Hell yeah. On, yeah, on sure. That. Yeah. And, that, and that was a year ago. Uh-huh. That was a year ago, and he's missed some time, but he didn't look terrible. He didn't look like the worst fighter ever. There were some things that he did that I was surprised in his first smoker – that he didn't know better to not do. Like when you're defending the rear naked choke, you want to pull this arm down to right. free this. Okay. He was pulling on this instead, on the elbow, I should say, for our listeners. But you want to pull this this top arm down, that way you can pull that out. He didn't know to do that. That kind of surprises me with the even the limited amount of time that he had spent training Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I figured he would have known that. Well, that that but, might ju- that might just be adrenaline in the cage and not having the not having done it enough to react that's, properly. That's second nature, man. That is second nature. Okay. The, the moment I am, he's probably trained more than I have, even at that point. And that's like any time that 
I were to get put in that, that's like second nature to me. And he was worrying about the hook that was in. If you got somebody choking you, you don't really necessarily worry about the hook unless you're standing up and they're on your back and he was not standing up because then you can kind of shut them off your back. Right. I, I like the show. I like the show because I'm just so intrigued to see how he's going to do as a fighter. I'm intrigued and, by it. I just, I just, uh, some of the more put upon aspects of it. I, and I understand yeah. why they do it. They want to make it entertaining for the folks and get a more mainstream appeal. Although the numbers did not bear well for this. Did you see, like, I think no, they got like, I thought it was, I thought I saw 63,000 or it was down 63,000. Well, it's, it's Fox sports one. So they're yeah. not going to do good numbers, but I would imagine a lot of people are streaming it online too. Because you think about this. Well, in order to, in order to, in order to stream it, you have to watch it live when it's when it's on though. That 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 you can't do it. They don't have an on demand feature. Oh the, no, they people have uploaded it. Did they? Because well, I looked around yes. for. <laughs> it. It's online. Not not advocating that type of thing. But also, no. there's something you have to remember. What's on while the show is on? Yeah. Okay. Monday Night Raw, and, and ain't nobody watching that either. But the nobody watching Raw is still a top-rated cable show on TV. For all the bad that we talk about Raw's numbers, it's still hitting number one, number two uh, in on the cable. demographic every yeah. week. On yeah. cable, yes. Uh, and probably, I think, number four or five overall, I think. Yeah. Foot, foot, football's going to be a tough, tough, tough road. Oh, hell yeah. It is. You think SmackDown starts to beat Raw in the ratings after Monday Night Football comes back on? Uh, no, because I think the numbers for both are similar. You have your audiences, and I don't think the audience is growing. I think they're going to still be the same. For Monday Night Football? No, 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 no. For for wrestling, I think wrestling. Oh, I think wrestling has its demo, and it's its own demo, and it doesn't it doesn't fluctuate all that much. I don't think. I think that SmackDown will eventually be on par. By the way, guys, we have a feature on Fightful.com where we take a look at YouTube numbers every week. I think it's a good way to gauge interest. Or uh, yeah, gauge interest in individual segments. So that's always uh, kind of cool to look at. We do it for Raw, SmackDown, Cruiserweight Classic, NXT, and TNA. And they're what doing, we do is we they're doing brand competition on the commentary, by the way, which is a little disturbing to me. What do you mean? JBL JBL took a couple shots yeah, at yeah, Raw yeah. during the show, and I'm just well, like, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> I think that if there's one guy that could talk about that, he's probably the right guy because he was there for it the first time. Right. It just it feels like so, a bit of a build and I don't we don't want that just yet. We want them to be separate and kind of equal here. We and you know, we're not going to have that especially with the Shane Brock storyline going on. Survivor series will be in a few months. All right. <laughs> you know what I want at Survivor series? A, a, a traditional five on five match war games. Exactly. You want war games? But I'll here's take war games. <laughs> here's what I want. I want it to be team McMahon versus team Lesnar and Shane McMahon gets his five guys. And Brock Lesnar just runs through all four of them to get to Shane McMahon, but that's not it. He also runs through his own four guys. That would be a team. Lesnar. His own four guys. Yeah. And he just destroys them so he can like, as Dusty, as Dusty Baker would say, unclog the base paths. <laughs> he would unclog his base paths and uh, just get to Shane McMahon. And some people would be like, "Well, you know, why would you do that?" Because it makes it a little harder for Sh- for Brock Lesnar, and it gives Shane McMahon a bit of a chance. 
Sure. I, I like having Shane McMahon on SmackDown. As you mentioned, it does seem like it's your buddy's show. It's not a show that is working against you actively. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like you're watching an unlikable character running a show, which is which is part of the problem of Raw. Nobody nobody looks at, at, at Stephanie and goes, wow, that's a strong, independent woman. They look at her and they go, wow, what a bitch. <laughs> yeah, she emasculated Jon Stewart backstage. She always has to get it in, always has to get it in. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen some of the headlines on Fightful.com, we have some exclusive news from the uh, – Jericho Lesnar thing. Apparently, Lesnar threw some sexual slurs at Jericho. Yeah, hey, man, just like scarves. Okay, it's look. It's part of. I understand why people who haven't been in a locker room bristle at that, and it, and it shouldn't be part of normal nomenclature. Don't get me wrong; I am not at all advocating it, but it is part of sports, so to speak environment at least on a certain level and if you don't grow out and mature and evolve out of that level of sports it stays within your vernacular uh speaking of sports guys who's trying to get it who's trying to get it you can find me on ps4 i'm ready to dominate fools if i ever get any time off of work this thing will probably stay wrapped for three weeks what, uh, what is so, it? Hold on, I'm not looking at your camera. It's Madden, Madden 17. Oh, you're a Madden guy. Okay, of course. I love I love football. I do, uh, also, I do too. I just I just you know what? I can't play the video game and watch football and watch wrestling, and I especially hate fantasy football. But if you go, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? I love our sponsors. I, I'm not. I'm well, not I a fantasy. Hope, it ruins my enjoyment I hope of the Rob game. Rob doesn't die. I hope Rob doesn't <laughs> die because I'm getting a new Tuesday co-host too. DraftBeast.com, you guys. <laughs> oh, that's the segue. No. Yes, DraftBeast.com. Also, uh, if you all <laughs> haven't seen any headlines, stop your cackling, Jeff. I'm, I'm sorry. trying to tell people what they can read on Fightful.com. Alex Palowski's awesome uncooked raw reaction yeah you all have to check out his raw reviews our live viewing parties for raw smackdown nxt cruiserweight classic lucha underground when it comes back we'll eventually have it uh ring of honor pay-per-views we did one friday night great success really loved it wwe and ufc shows and pay-per-views we have nikki bella talking about her summer slimes or summer slam <laughs> not summer slime surprise <laughs> return uh, we have all the news on the new championships, some new names announced for WWE 2- 2K17. Details on the Dudley Boys leaving WWE, which we'll talk about briefly in a moment. Mm. We have the Ring of Honor television taping spoilers. Shane McMahon talking about Kurt Angle and WWE if he wants a rematch. DDP stuff, all kinds of cool stuff there. I've got a story tomorrow about a Bellator fighter who says he wants to kill his opponent this weekend. Kill his opponent. He says, also another UFC welterweight informed of a potential USADA violation. Ronda Rousey not competing at UFC 205. Amir Khan wants to fight Conor McGregor. Hot prospect Mackenzie Dern has her opponent. That's up there. Brock Lesnar got a temporary suspension by the Athletic Commission. And one of my personal favorite stories of the day, Ian McCall. Duh, John Jones is on steroids. Uncle Creepy. Uncle Creepy. Indeed. And meanwhile, the headline two before that was Dana White believes John Jones wasn't taking steroids. So this Dudley Boys thing, they're gone. It was reported a while back that they signed a contract. I'll have you know I didn't 
didn't get solid information, so I didn't bring it to Fightful, but I had heard that contracts were offered, but they did not sign any. They were agreed upon, but they came to the terms of their release. Do you think we'll ever see the Dudley Boys wrestle again in WWE? No. I, I don't. I think I think I think I think they'll get the Legends contracts. They may have a like a single A affiliate for a feeder system with their school. Um, I think probably one of them wanted to leave and one of them wanted to see if he could have a singles run, much like they did in TNA. And WWE balked on that because WWE doesn't want quote unquote old people on television. And uh, and that was kind of the end of it. And I think you know what? I think if that's the end of the Dudley Boys. Going out on your back or going out beat up, that's an old school way to go, putting over another guy. I have no problem with it. People keep telling me about this Daniel Bryan-Miz confrontation. I would like to watch it while we're on the air. Hmm. But I don't want to do screen share because, to be honest, guys, we can't make any money if I show it on on, uh, (laughs) this thing. We we showed a one-minute snippet of the UFC press conference and we weren't able to earn a dime off of the Russo podcast last week. So that John Jones, you've heard his excuse now, right? The boner pills, the Cialis. And apparently Cialis, when it dissolves in your system can turn into two form of estrogen blockers, which seems like it's magic. (laughs) So here's an interesting thing about that on the Joe Rogan podcast about a month ago, Brian Redband was on there, and he said he had boner pills in his hand. He is a professed lover of boner pills. And as Joe Rogan's talking about John Jones, he was like, yeah, he probably failed for boner pills. All this stuff is in boner pills. And Joe Rogan's like, how the hell do you know so much about boner pills? And he's like, well, I, I have some in my hand right now. But the clip is up on Joe Rogan's podcast page. I'm a big fan of his podcast. Great stuff. Who knows? And like I've said before, that's what Brock Lesnar popped for. What do you make of Mark Hunt? What does this guy want? What did he say? I haven't seen. And what what didn't he say? Before the fight, he said, Brock Lesnar, juice to the gills. I don't care. I'm going to knock him out. Okay. Yeah, I remember, I remember all that. I thought, I thought you meant there was something new to talk about. What he said. He caught the clubberin. He caught a clubberin. From Brock Lesnar. Doesn't matter. He wasn't was, even he was clean. clean. He was clean. He tested clean. He deserved the money. But he says that he wants all the money. But then when USADA showed up at his house, he flipped out. He was mad. Oh. <laughs> he was so pissed that USADA would dare test him. What does he want out of this? I think he wants to get out of his contract. I think that's what he wants. I, I think he wants to go to Japan I, for a big money shot. Well, if you don't want steroids in your opponents, then you better not want to go to Japan because yeah. I saw Mirko Krokop recently. Oh, I think, I think oh, it's a holy work. cow. I think he's working. It, 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 he doesn't care about the steroids. He cares about the money and he cares about being under contract. He cares about the control. Yeah, probably. Probably. So I got to check out this, this Miz and Daniel Bryan. As thing. do it's I. It's, it, it's a great show on the network. If you don't watch it, kids. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up, and I'm going to do a live reaction. <laughs> How about that? Okay. I'm going to do a, a live reaction because our good friend Ryan Mark sent me 
a video of it. Someone will have to do play-by-play for me. Damn. Because dead air is bad. Biz is fired up. Wow. I mean, Ooh. I see a screenshot. I see a screenshot and he's just glaring in the TV being angry. I want angry promos. So Miz, yes. Miz, is, Miz is criticizing Daniel Bryan for claiming that he cared enough about the Intercontinental title, but the fact that he wouldn't come back and defend it. Yeah, no, I'm seeing a lot of people telling me I have to watch this show. Okay. Well, <laughs> you should just this this makes me wonder what, if they're setting some shit up. I th- you know what I think? It, well, possibly, but I think this sets up another another podcast for Daniel. you. Sean Ross Sapp watches television while he has a live mic. Oh on. my god, this is unbelievable. Okay, the Miz is a friggin' star. Daniel Bryan just got up and left. Nice, and the Miz is letting him have it. Maybe Daniel Bryan's been cleared, and we don't know it. I doubt it, but I don't well, think that's he the said- case. He still wants to wrestle. He said it as much. He oh, said I assume, I assume before he's week, done. Last week he said, I still don't know if anything is wrong with me. And he said, it depends on who you ask if I'll wrestle. If you ask me, I probably won't have the same answer as WWE. You all have to watch this. This is fantastic in this, even though he's saying a bunch of things oh. that – Oh, you know why, what got him fired Art. up is, is – I'm, I'm watching it now. Daniel Bryan said, I don't like the way you wrestle. Ooh. I can't wait to watch this. I'm hopping off here right now, you guys. I am. I, I will join you. <laughs> it's a place to be. Sorry for that inactive last minute or two, but I had to see this and had to react to it on the air. Fightful.com, please go there, register, absolutely free account. Uh, the success of the site is it very much relies on those signups. So please do that. Absolutely free. You get early access to a ton of stuff. A lot of our exclusive articles are up for the first several days for free uh, for registered users only. Jeff, before we go, tell them a little bit about Shake Them Ropes. Rob and I will be taping tomorrow. Uh, we'll be going over SummerSlam, which we have yet to review together, Raw and SmackDown. Both of which I've reviewed with you, so I'm hoping to keep some of those opinions there. And if we have time, we'll be going over our top 100 match to see before you die on the WWE Network, Terry Funk versus Ric Flair from Clash of the Champions 9, New York Knockout in 1989, which was a fantastic program all the way around. You can follow the show on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. You can follow me at Crap Game 13. Go to iTunes, look up Shake Them Ropes. Please leave us a review because it helps the metrics. Follow us at Fightful Online, Facebook, and Twitter. You get all of our stories sent directly to you there. Fightful.com, it's a place to be. I am back tomorrow night with Showdown Joe. We're going to preview this weekend's UFC on Fox uh, show. We're going to talk all the MMA headlines, more UFC 202 fallout. Until next time, guys, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.